So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. Yo, 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 three guys on sports here today, Thursday edition. A little new intro music. I like the little BC boys. Let's go. Good call there, Sawyer. Sawyer Stahl, what's up, my man? How are we doing? I'm fantastic this morning. It's a, it's a very gloomy day outside. It's, it reminds me very much of the Saints offense we're going to have to watch Ooh. this evening. Just wanna, <laughs> I want to check down on the couch and do absolutely <laughs> nothing. Big, on, yeah, yeah. Doing absolutely nothing. That that's, is pretty much what the Saints offense is good at. That's, that yep. is what they are good at. Johnny Rude back with us as well. Johnny, how are we doing as well? I am good considering it is kind of gloomy outside. Gloomy. And yeah, I think that's just, a, like he said, it's a misnomer what we're about to see tonight on TV. Yeah, mm. yeah. I do think that, um, so the Rams uh, hosting the Saints tonight. We'll touch a little bit about that Thursday night preview on this Thursday. Uh, we got UT signings and just signing day in general. Who are the winners? Who are the losers? Um, got a couple other things we're going to touch on. I'm going to let Sawyer also take the wheel with Austin FC, your professional mm. team in town. Their schedule released yesterday. This season, uh, you know, I, I went to my first game this year. A lot of fun. It's a great experience. A lot of oh, fun. Yeah. Enjoyed it. They played Seattle and lost there right at the end. But want to touch a little bit about that. Not as great of a season for them compared to what no. they were uh, last year. I know that as they went to the Western Conference Finals, right? They lost to LA? Yes, lost yeah, last season. Fun. So we'll touch a little bit about their schedule release. Uh, little Cowboys, Finns. It looks like the Dolphins are going to be missing almost all their offensive line. So Ooh. that'll be key for that pass rush. Uh, Michael Parsons specifically getting to Tua Tungo by Loa because mm-hmm. we know when Tua gets some pressure on him, that is when you know things can, can change and that offense can only go so far when he is getting pressured. So a little puck out the way, of course. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll make some picks tonight for Thursday night. But, yeah, I want to recap the UT signings um, and the winners and the losers specifically for uh, early signing day. That was yesterday, 2023. We know that, and the names sadly escaped me right now. It's not in front of me. Who was it? It was Bubba. Um, Bubba Hampton was the name. Yes. Uh, goes by Bubba. He committed to Texas. Uh, this is a defensive back, correct? Uh, that yes. then flipped yesterday. He was a hard commit, just like Ryan Wingo uh, was for the Longhorns, did not sign his letter of intent, and he then flipped to the Crimson Tide. So that was a loss. He was a four-star for the Longhorns, but overall, Longhorns had a successful day. Um, some of the names that have been signed officially, Kobe Black's a big one, uh, another defensive back. He's out of Waco. Uh, that is a huge pickup for the Longhorns, just going down the list here. But uh, what did you guys notice? Anything specifically uh, from this signing day that you wanted to touch on before I just kind of read off this list I got? I just was kind of surprised. I didn't think there was a lot of activity considering it was signing day that they had. But I think that's because they wrapped a lot of things up. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned with Bubba, he was he committed back in, I think, August. So it was a very surprise. Right. So surprising that he flipped. But, I mean, that's how this goes nowadays. I mean, they can make money wherever they want to play. So... I was a little bit more surprised we didn't see as more action yesterday. Yeah, I believe I saw the Horns win 24 for 25 mm-hmm. of their commits. I mean, I, you can't, I mean, it's a great number right there if you're only missing one. I was happy to see Ryan Wingo sign after we went Especially off the signed. air yesterday. Yes. Right. Going to yeah. have some help Huge. on the outside there. Definitely someone, Quinn, maybe Arch, get the ball to next season. Right. So that's fantastic. Uh, like seeing the amount of five stars and four stars we brought in, so that's also great going into this uh, loaded SEC next year. Exactly, and their overall ranking here, twenty four seven Sports, has them overall at third, composite rank fifth, and then up in the transfer. There's some time there, I believe. Obviously, it would be forty two, uh, but they're getting two guys in the transfer portal that will be very impactful. Um, uh, Matthew Golden and Andrew Makuba uh, from Clemson, and then Matthew Golden, the wide receiver and uh, kick and punt returner for the Houston Cougars. Yep. So they saw them uh, in that close game down in Houston. Good to get a guy straight from there. Both both listed as four stars. Get some safety help, which will be great from Clemson. Um, and then, like you said, Ryan Wingo was a big one. That was really the last guy remaining of who's um who wasn't fully mm-hmm. signed their letter of intent. He was a uh, hard commit, quote-unquote, but as a five-star wide receiver uh, that had been really... All the crystal ball guys on this site, right? They're, they're the ones that know. We had Chip Brown on, uh, you know, over the summer was on the show, and this is, you know, his 
his wheelhouse here. They had him going to Missouri. A lot of people did. He's mm, from St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missouri had a lot of success this year. The thing about the state of Missouri is, it's been mentioned before, they can, and when they're in high school, and I know he's graduating this year, if you commit and you're in a school that is in Missouri, they just passed a law to do this, that you can start getting NIL if you are in-state in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to sweeten it up sure, for yeah, Col- it, yeah. you know the, the Tigers down in Columbia, which makes total sense. But uh, I think he wants to go compete more for... I think better shots at titles, but I give credit to Mizzou and what they've done. Uh, Drinkwitz has got them to a New Year's Six Bowl game, um, and they will be playing Ohio State and Jerry World in the Cotton Bowl. Oh yeah, game. very happy Ohio State after yesterday's. Yeah, well too. oh absolutely. I got a clip State. from that that we'll get with Ryan Day. They got the a big wide receiver commit, and he reacts to it. He's an in- interesting cat, obviously. Uh, you know, he's going to need everything he can get, and he's been doing yeah. that. That is to credit to him for getting all these recruits. But when you're in the Big Ten, I mean, we've seen the last couple of years, it really came down to, well, not you need to win the big game. And he hasn't been able to do that other than the, the year prior to COVID, 2019. He is the only time he's beat University of Michigan. But uh, in total, we uh, uh, obtained, as in Texas, four or five stars, which that speaks volumes. Yep. That, that yeah. is a lot. I mean, people want to come. They, they want to come. They want to play on the 40 acres. They want to play for Coach Sarkeesian. They see a great nucleus of a team that's still really young. I mean, you look at, at Quinn's young. You've got Arch right behind him. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a it's a younger team. Like we mentioned yesterday, even after this these games are done, this championship games are done in the next couple of weeks, these teams are coming back strong. Yeah, and Texas. This is going to be you're going to be hearing us, and not just because they're going to a 12 playoff. I mean, you're going to hear about Texas in the playoffs for a long time. I think, and this mm-hmm. is oh yeah because you've got quality oh, players sure. that want to play with quality players. Absolutely, I love when we have signing days and things like this because we get the winners and losers list, <laughs> and uh, yes. some of that se- seemingly uh, already getting folks' hopes up in the uh, corn state. There, uh, Nebraska listed as a winner this year. Um, I'm I'm glad that we're getting ahead of dashing their hopes already. Matt Drool, uh, we'll Matt see if Drool. he can turn it around as a coach. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, every year it seems like you know the, the Nebraska's going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back, and then we're four games in, and they have three losses already. We're like, nope, Nebraska's going to Nebraska. You know, that's just what they do now. So bowlers since 2016, they didn't go bowling this year either. That's that's tough. I mean, couldn't be my cats. Could not be your cats. That's right. <laughs> cats go bowling, playing on rice. This is that this it, week it coming is up. Yeah, twenty seventh. So it's in six days. Up in uh, up in Dallas, right? Uh huh. SMU's go. field. So uh, bringing that up, we'll touch on the winners and losers. The winners, obviously, are the guys that are getting the four and five stars. Just want to touch on this. Only team to have more five stars than Texas. Texas is tied at two with Georgia, both having four five stars. Is the Ohio State University? They get up to five. Um, and yesterday, big Jeremiah Smith, the wide receiver out of Hollywood, Florida, number one prospect of all this class, uh, the 6'3 wide receiver. You've seen videos of him just snagging yeah. the ball in the air. He is a stud. He's and a Megatron. He mm. is a Megatron. Oh, a generational talent. He's a, a generational, generational talent. talent. Yes. That's right. That's exactly When the power goes out, <laughs> you've got that generator talent. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he is. So uh, Ohio State gets him. Uh, got some audio of the reaction from Ryan Day, uh, which I kind of find amusing. But um, shout out to the Horns. Shout out to what Sarkeesian and his staff are doing because they are bringing in all the talent that they need to into the 40 acres to get ready to play against these SEC teams. Because look, it's Georgia, it's Alabama, mm-hmm. it's Texas, and that is what is leading the SEC right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, two of those three teams, and one was just shy of making it, are all in the playoffs currently. When you get the 12-team format, like you said, Johnny, I, I think they're solidified unless you know disaster happens. This is a team that's going to solidify themselves as a, as a playoff, um, not just contender, but a playoff almost guarantee, I believe, well, and you know, year, until, p- pending that something exactly. doesn't happen. And you mentioned we're going to talk winners and losers from yesterday's signing bracket. Let's just uh, kind of preview that just a, uh, just a smidge that yeah. two SEC teams, not including Texas, are included in that winners list. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, the SEC is just getting richer and richer, and it's going to just be more competition, which I think is a good thing overall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, as, a, as a football fan, you want to see a good football game, and you want to see consistency, and that's what we're going to get, especially with the SEC. That move is going to be huge. It's going to be a little interesting at first because you got to get your feet wet, get used yeah. to it. But uh, don't expect murals, I wouldn't think, right away. But, hey, I'm excited. And every and, and even if you get some of the cupcake teams in the SEC, nobody's going to be a doormat as you wait, like walk your way into a new right. program. Everybody's going to want to show up and show you right. what they've been a part about for so long. So I think it will be a very tough year for the Horns, but it's also going to be a year for the Horns to show they're tough, honestly. Yeah. Hypothetical, just say, if, if, if 
Texas were to win the national championship. No. They go into a new conference. How bad does every team want to just oh my, spank stick Texas? Stick it to the defending champion. Oh, You're coming into our house, our yards right. now. That could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just going to show them we're the champions. That's you know? right. Yeah, yeah. We're the champions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the winners, the touch on this list, CBS put out a list here of winners and losers of uh, the Signing day for 2023. Um, they start off with the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, although they lose uh, Dylan Riola to Nebraska, that was their big five-star signing that Matt Rule pulled, um, they still got the number one corner, Ellis Robinson the fourth, number one linebacker, Justin Williams, uh, Georgia flip top-ranked safety, K.J. Bolden from um, Florida State as well. And, so, and they still got a four-star quarterback coming in. Um, and, and, and Georgia keeps getting those guys. Uh, you know, I think this year, though, Shows, although they only lost one game to Alabama right. in the SEC championship, that this team is. I mean, they were back to back champs. That 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 really doesn't happen a lot in college football. They're shooting for that third, but this team is. Is this Georgia team going to hold the torch for college football? I think the torch is for grabbing, is what I'm saying here. Alabama had so. it for years. Mm-hmm. Georgia yes. took it for the last two. But now we have a chance to see, and, and Texas is actually one of those teams that could grab it. And you see that scary that number in there? They said Georgia got ten yep. percent of the top one hundred players. players. Yep. I mean, that's when you think of how many colleges are out there, and they got ten yep. percent. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That's what they've been doing. They are a recruiting powerhouse now. Uh, I, it's hard to deny wanting to go to a school that's lost one game in the last yeah, almost right. three years for right. the most part. And then you see the success that a lot of their players have coming out of Georgia, going to the NFL. All of them end up on the Philadelphia Eagles, and then that's a winning program <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia yeah, Bulldogs, true. essentially. Uh, next team that they do mention is the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, getting Ryan, I'm mean, sorry, getting Riola. Dylan Riola is uh, the quarterback there, five-star for them. I think that'll be key. As now the Big Ten is opening up, they're not on that west side that they were. Um, it, for Nebraska, I got a couple friends that live out in Nebraska. The fans, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers is yeah. right. Like seriously, uh, they couldn't even get it done. <laughs> in, I think a lot of people their thought, one sport. They, they lost yeah. to Texas. I was in volleyball a few days ago. I think a lot of people haven't even thought of Nebraska as a football school for a long time. Once, oh yeah. Once they joined the Big Ten, in all honesty, Bo Pelini obviously was Mister Nine wins, wins himself, but. Ever since that, they just have never picked it up, right? Nadamakin Sue and that we always think of that Big Twelve championship with Colt McCoy. Mm, the last highlight for him, it feels right? Like. It yeah, feels that's like a long that. Time ago. They they appeared, I believe, in just one Big Ten championship, and it was the leaders' legends back when they had that. That was what the conference was were split off in. Um, and and it, it's tough to see because I do believe Nebraska, with their history, it is still considered a, a blue blood school. Sure. But they're losing that as the days go by. I mean, it, it, this isn't Scott Frost's team anymore. And you know, in the in the, in the uh, early in the late 1990s, this this is not a team we've seen really be competitive in decades, almost decades, I should say. So um, I know the most exciting thing to happen at Memorial Stadium every year is when Larry the Cable Guy plays it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to give the folks in Lincoln something. You know, Larry's got a, he's got a suite there. I he's know. A he's a Primus Echo yeah. TC suite. He's a big yeah. they, they 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 have the fan base. They have the team. Uh, like the opportunity, and now they're in a conference too, and with the Big Ten, where they can. You know, this could be a uh, blue blood. This team could rise to the top, but you know, y- 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 as a Big Ten fan, I, I actually want to see them. You know, rise yeah. to the top. It it's, it's right. feels like a waste to just having them here. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, we're missing out on some great jersey matchups between them playing meaningful games against teams like you know Michigan State against teams like I mean, Michigan State's missing out a lot too. But Michigan yep. too. I mean, it, it, when Nebraska's good, it's good for football. So we're just asking y'all to kind of pick it up because I'm getting sick and tired <laughs> yeah. of Iowa. I'll tell you that tell you they what, can't be the the corn school. No, you, they, I mean, they, this is a crime. The, the, the three points they score each game to win is just too much. And it's one of those things too. I think we were so when, when Nebraska came to the Big Ten, and everyone yeah. was like, "Wow, there's a name. That's a name you're thinking about coming to the Big Ten. Right? They really have done nothing since nothing. they've gotten there, and it's fire a bunch of coaches. I don't know if it's yeah. Matt Rule. I don't. I don't get that. He hasn't been successful the last couple of places he's been. But I mean, hey, they stripped the number one quarterback yesterday, and yeah. people got to go to the middle of America and hang out in the winters there. Good luck, but uh-huh. they're doing it. And I mean, bring it back. That's great. I mean. It, like you said, it's it's a name, it's a legacy, and you don't like to see teams like that struggle for a long period of time. You just don't want them to beat you. 
No, exactly. You don't want them to beat you, but like the fact that they haven't made a bowl game or had a winning season or even a six and six season since 2016. Uh, that, that that just is like whoa. We, we got to figure out what's going on there. That shouldn't be the case. When Northwestern just went to it was bowl eligible yeah. and they legit had one win last year and lost their coach weeks prior mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. the season starting. So I'm excited to see where Ryle is going to transfer to after this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. As we've seen that these stars don't really stay put. They don't. Uh, finishing off the list here, it is. There's two more actually, two more schools for the winners, and then we'll, when we cut to break, we will go. Uh, we'll cut into break right now. I'll touch on those. We will touch on the teams. Two other winners. One is SEC. The other is Big Ten, and they do have two losers. Another uh, SEC team as a loser and soon to be Big Ten team. When we come back, it's three guys in sports. Three guys on sports Thursday edition. Noah Kreitz, Sawyer Stall. Johnny Rude, how we doing? Doing all right? I just gotta Ooh, say, yeah. that is a Muzak version of the Doobie Brothers. Trying to it, is. it is. Oh, yeah. My uh, my roommate's dad, the original tour manager for the Doobie really? Brothers. Really? Yeah, nice. that whole era of them. Mm-hmm. You've never yeah. seen the Doobie Brothers live, by the way. They're amazing. They sound oh, exactly like their albums do. And Michael McDonald's back in the group now. Love that. Love awesome. that so much. Uh, we were touching on the winners and losers of signing day. Uh, Texas, I'll just I'll break the news to you. They did not make this list that CBS put out, but I mean, they got to be one of the teams that you oh, consider yeah, a winner. But they also didn't make the losers list either. Yeah. Right. Yeah, when you're the third and fifth ranked, you know, composite and overall ranked uh, team, I'd say that's a win for the Longhorns. Uh, so, next one that we touched, uh, we did not get to. Two we mentioned were Georgia, Nebraska, went to break, Alabama. Now is now going to be one of the winners, quote unquote. Uh, flipped a four star running back from Miami. His name is Kevin Riley, uh, and they got Bubba Thompson, uh, Bubba Hampton from Texas. That they consider him an athlete, is what it is specifically. So I'm sure Saban will make him into something, uh, you know, great. And as he does, that's what he does. But that is the only really loss, and maybe that's why Texas isn't put on here, is because they lost Hampton uh, to Bama. Other than that, they were they were shooting 100% regardless. Mm. So you get Ryan Wingo, which I think is crucial, uh, knowing Xavier uh, and Jordan Withington, who also mm. just got news here. We'll, we'll play the audio. Uh, but Jordan is elected into the Senior Bowl. Okay. So uh, Sarkeesian, Coach Sarkeesian, actually. Do we have that audio? Uh, I'd have to see where it's at. That's okay. We can wait on that. During the break. You During the break, I'll show you where it is. But, yeah, no, so he gets elected to the Reese's, I think it's Reese's Senior Bowl. Um, and so, yeah, congrats to him, Jordan. But, yeah, Alabama, classic, gets a five-star quarterback as well. Uh, his name is Julian Sang. Um, he's been committed there for a while. And then the Buckeyes are the, the last team rounding this off. The Buckeyes compiled number two class in the country. Jeremiah Smith is the five-star number one prospect overall. And um, they get him while Ryan Day legit is in the middle of an interview in Columbus, uh, and he he has a reaction where he like kind of faints or I I don't know it's it's a little it's a little funny to me to see, but uh, they they get another big receiver and that is starting to become is it wide receiver U? It's one of the wide receiver U's, right? It has to be. It's getting there. Yeah, but is that how you win in the Big Ten? It's not. I don't know. A lot of their big five star and four star signings are all these outside skill position guys and nothing on that interior to either pound the rock or keep the rock from being pounded, which we have seen has been a huge issue for the Buckeyes whenever the big game comes around, especially talking about Michigan. Right, absolutely. And I think for them it will help almost because you're getting a, like a high-flying offenses like Washington and Oregon coming, coming into in. the Big Ten and you're still playing Michigan every year. Mm-hmm. And if Michigan kind of stays to the blueprint, uh, they've had success. But again, you're not going to be playing Indiana uh, and you're not going to be playing... Uh, you know those kind of teams every year. You're not going to have Michigan for for reference here. Has Oregon, Washington, yep. USC, UCLA all on their schedule for next year? All four, yeah. uh, and you throw Ohio State in there as well. So Penn State's off the list, and I mentioned this yesterday with James Franklin. He's kind of getting a breath of fresh air. He didn't have to play Ohio State and Michigan now yeah. for a few years. I know for sure Michigan. It's going to be a couple, so it'll be good. I'm excited to see both the SEC and the Big Ten are eliminating uh, the East and West. I just think that's good for college football in general. I think it's a good. I mean, for the run that, that both both leagues are having is great, and the shuffles and what's coming, what's being added, it'll be interesting to watch. And you're right because I think some of the other, and we've got the you know, the ACC stuff that we talked about with Florida State, mm-hmm. and it just seems like you've got the Big Ten. I would say even a little bit the Big Twelve, the SEC yeah. that are firm now. Like they, you know, where the divisions you're going, you're going to start seeing some new rivalries, some new battles. So. And we've yes. got some of these games planned out so many years in the future yes. already, cross, mm-hmm. cross-conference and whatnot. So there's no shortage of teams to play within your own conference, too. So I don't think 
Yeah, East versus West is kind of a old mentality. Yeah. Especially when it comes to college football. And now that we have conferences that are almost twenty teams, you know, large, like it's like, well, what's the point? You gotta you're not gonna be play, gonna play all these teams anyway, so mm-hmm. you gotta rotate you, them. At through. that point you couldn't even play all the teams in your own conference. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, did want to mention this too before I get to the losers and we touch on them. We will be uh, hosting and airing all the New Year's Day bowl games for the New Year's Six, specifically the three of the six. That'll be the starting off with the Fiesta Bowl here at 12, um, 12 o'clock noon. Uh, Oregon is taking on Liberty, undefeated Liberty. Uh, takes on the Ducks. I, I believe Bo Nix is actually playing in that game too. So it'd be good to see him getting out there. Uh, redemption a little bit against the Liberty Flames. Michigan taking on Alabama. We'll be airing that. That's 4 p.m. our time in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. And then lastly, of course, your Longhorns will be on here as well. That's at 7:45 in Nola for the Sugar Bowl against the Washington Huskies. So make sure you tune in. If you're in the car, you're moving around, whatever's going on for uh, New Year's, make sure that you tune in here. What one a national hangover day this year. Wow. The first yes. of the year, Ooh. we get all those games. We're going to have Winter Nuts. Classic that day, I know too. a lot of people have already taken the, the second the off. The second off yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we have the second off here, which is a blessing. Uh, I will not be here till the 4th, so I will <laughs> take your ideas <laughs> off, yeah, making sure I do that. But, yeah, moving on to the losers quickly, uh, Florida, uh, the Gators, man. What's going on with the Gators? Uh, Billy Napier, does he have a grip on that team? How much longer does he have? I, I want to touch on this. They lost a lot of guys. I know they ended up getting um, five-star, uh, five-star quarterback from Texas, actually, DJ Lagway, I believe is his name. Yeah. He stayed there, which was huge for them. Five-star quarterback. They're going to need that, but they lost a lot of guys getting mm. flipped. Um, and I don't know if y'all have seen Florida's schedule next year. No. Let me, let me read this off to you. This is beyond a gauntlet, in my opinion. This this is this is going to be probably could be the toughest schedule um, in college football. All right, ready? So you're starting off against Miami. That's not a gimme. Samford, all right, should be a win. Texas A&M. Hey, they gave them a win. That's kind. <laughs> there you go. In College Station? It is in Gainesville. Okay. So that's a doable game. But, I mean, hey, you go to Starkville, you got to play Mississippi State. You get UCF as a non-conference mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Not a tough. given there, no, right? Never. That's home. At Tennessee. Not good. Against Kentucky at home. You get the what is it, the great biggest cocktail party in, in America, or whatever it's called, against Georgia in yeah, Jayville. Florida, Georgia Duval. wine, baby. They come to Austin. They get LSU at home. Oof. They also get Ole Miss at home, and then they have to end the year at Florida State. Yo, wow. yikes! That's that a yikes. Tough, tough. So you know we're gonna make some wallets out of those Gators. That's yeah. for sure. No, he's five hundred. Five hundred is a good. That's if, a good yeah, record. Oh, right. good luck, right? Like, the, look at these last five teams: Georgia, yeah. Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, FSU. I think the the lowest rated one would probably be LSU, who's what. 13th, 14th yeah. right now in the country. And they're not getting a bye between any of those games, so there's no time to rest up at the end of the season. Their bye week, so. yeah, their bye week comes with uh, Kentucky to Georgia. So, yeah, just get ready. To, after that bye week, just get ready to strap Run in. And and play. <laughs> Florida State in uh, Tallahassee to end the year, and, and you're getting all these, all all the schools in, in Florida. Like I said, Miami, that, is that, and even UCF's not a they could yeah, slouch. They could come out of this the worst school in Florida. They could. Wise. Seriously, they could. So wanted to touch on that, and that's not really going to help, uh, and it did not help with these these guys all. A lot of them just decommitting. They, they yeah. get switched over. Um, four stars all, all over the board. So I just wonder really what Billy Napier's plan, blueprint is there because I think time's ticking. I hate to say mm-hmm. that. That seat seems very hot. Yeah, he made some horrible coaching decisions in a couple of games this mm-hmm. season too. I mean, you can't be probably losing. the worst decision of the whole season. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, abysmal. I mean, you got the game, you take a knee, you you win. Yeah, how do you not do that? Well, you're trying to lose recruits, is what it looked like. I yeah. bet a bunch of them were visiting for that game too, and see that coaching decision. Parents are telling me, well, you're, yeah, not go- you're not going here. Yeah, no, not going here. Uh, lastly, UCLA, Chip Kelly's UCLA. They have mm-hmm. lost a lot of guys. They've lost guys that are internal. Um, like Chip takes a dip. The Chip takes wow, a dip. Wow, Chip at that. might need to dip. Yeah, I, I again, that's another guy. You go. How much longer does Chip have really with UCLA and the Bruins? Um, they're going into the Big Ten. Do you keep them around for that? year as a trial run like how much better can it get right Chip Kelly's very much like the backup quarterback of college coaching and the, <laughs> yeah, in the sense yeah, that yeah. every yes. year he's underwhelming you'd always rather have someone else but then he beats that one program like 
Well, it'd be you know, maybe so USC. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to bring him back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Am I See, wrong? Exactly. Didn't they just give him a big contract? They might have. I, I, I frankly, I do not know. I don't know if it was huge. Uh, if you could check in on that, I don't think it would have happened recently. Maybe it was last off season they did. But you just kind of wonder what what what's going on with UCLA as that. That and USC, I know they're not mentioned in here, but that, like I said, that is the one school I keep seeing every day. More and more hit the transfer portal. Um, so that is the losers, technically, of uh, the the uh, signing day, early signing How day. How bad is it when I started to Google Chip Kelly? It said Chip Kelly contract buyout. buyout. <laughs> <laughs> so Google's already like, all right, let's figure out how to get him out of here. They got that money at UCLA to buy him out, too. He's only signed through the 2027 season. Only making five point eight mil a year. Five point eight mil a year. Yeah, that's not not a bad uh, bad gig, honestly. So yeah, you kind of wonder what's going on there, and if they're going to move uh, from Chip and then in Billy Napier. Th- both those guys are in the hot seat, if you ask me, big time. So um, that is the signing day officially. Um, that is the winners and losers. Again, shout out Texas and what Sarkeesian's doing. That, uh, it really got to give him a lot of credit as to what he's building here, the culture we've touched on that they have built going into the SEC and look at your other school that's coming to the SEC with you and kind of where they're at. Love ragging on OU when you can, but in all seriousness, that's one of the O-line universities and their O-line is depleted. They, they don't have the same O-line. Half of them have transferred. A couple of them are going to transfer portal. Shout out uh, our guy Tyler Guyton, uh, who is uh, security guard Chris's nephew. Shout out uh, from Manor. But yeah, I just... You wonder what also is going on at OU uh, when it comes to the transfer. Uh, when it comes to the uh, rankings for them, I want to see where they uh, ended up. I'll pull that up right now, but I do not believe it was in the top twenty um, of all teams. Let me pull that up. Sorry. It just seems to me like Texas has their stuff together, getting ready to go to the SEC, while Oklahoma is still scrambling. Oklahoma still did get in this. They're ranked ninth, so a lot of four stars. They did get one five star, so not a bad showing from them, uh, but. Yeah, they're not. They don't seem as prepared coming into it. They got a defensive lineman from IMG named David Stone. That's their big signing, six four, two seventy five, and nationally ranked nineteenth. Uh, so that was a big signing for them. But yeah, I mean, just preparing for the SEC. Texas definitely has the one up there on them, mm-hmm. even though Texas only lost this year was to OU. Uh, we move on to uh, Do You Care at this next break, um, and then we will also touch on some Austin FC. Schedule release, big news there. Uh, the the fellas got the schedule coming out. There's a couple of NFL awards. There's an ESPN article we're going to touch on. It's like the skill um, awards. It's kind of an unofficial awards that we want to touch on. The, the, the mothership put out. <laughs> uh, we will be back here and be ready at 1230 today. We will be doing still giveaways for Monster Truck Jam. That'll be the 13th, right, Johnny? It is the 13th, and it is for the Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels four-pack, family four-pack for you at the Moody Center. So be ready at 1230. We will have a word for you to text in. First one to get uh, the text in will get it. We will be back. Three guys on sports. Three guys on sports. No Kreitz. First all, Johnny Rude. The three fellas are here for Do You Care? This is the segment where we do it at 11.30. Always Do You Care? You mentioned some Mac Brown stuff going on there. Sawyer, what do you what do you got there? Yeah, ESPN had an article about Mac Brown this week. Uh, he finally saw a post-game interview with NC State's coach uh, after their rivalry. That's coach uh, Dave Doran. Yep. Uh, he called the move classless. Uh, at, there was a soundbite of Doran after his game. Uh, after the game telling his team, it's been 1,460 days since those pieces of boop beat us. Mm. <laughs> now, Max, uh, now, uh, I love Mac Brown. I, I grew up, of course, with, I grew right? up watching yeah. Coach the Longhorns and all this. But uh, in, in, in a little stay off my yard, stay Mac my Brown, yard, he said, uh, I've never heard something like that before, which I gotta believe. It's I'm uh, sure Max heard that word before, but yeah. uh, he did. He said he was disappointed, thought it was classless, and it's also not true. And in fact, I went out and I looked. The last time NC State lost to UNC was October 24, 2020. Mac was crunching numbers because if we look. It was actually 1,153 mm. days ago, all right? Oh, so man. Get your numbers right, NC State. Clearly the lesser program when it comes to STEM. Um, Don't go there for free mathematics. <laughs> no, no, no. Their algebra is terrible. But I do like that Max stood up for the kids. He said, uh, you know, the biggest thing is you don't call my kids a piece of boo. Right. And so good for Mac Brown. You know what? If you actually just go poop, it's sound you're it's actually saying the, the word. Yeah. Same. It's, exact just, same. It's, it's just right. Yeah, yeah we should get that sound bite. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
But yeah, good on Mac Brown for standing up and uh, getting the numbers right. Uh, hopefully UNC does bounce back next year. Mac was doing great stuff with uh, a lot of good recruits coming through there. It's glad to see him coaching, and it doesn't really seem like he's lost any steps. No, and I've seen him do like step in a couple of times when he's been not commentating, but he's been part of a more like a pregame show, and he's still right there. He is one of the smartest minds in football, and it, it was one of those things. I think time was just done here, but it wasn't done. Done in general. It wasn't done, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, Mac Brown, seventy-two. Yeah. Now we'll say it doesn't look like Pete Carroll. It does. Right? He's not a Pete Carroll. So he's not a kind Pete of adrenochrome Pete Carroll's getting. But <laughs> it, can you believe Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are the same age? Just what? No. What six Super Bowls does to him? Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's like being president. <laughs> I think Bill Belichick looked seventy-two before he started winning Super Bowls. Yeah, he looked seventy-two when he was coaching on the Jets. Just the Jets, yeah. <laughs> Always got the grump face going and the the in the, the hoodie. I mean, the hoodie, uh-huh. the cutoff hoodie. It's like my head is cold, but not my arms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just great. Uh, do you care? I got a I got a top five wide receivers list from, and I would say, what would you guys say? Who, who's your Who is your number one wide receiver? We're talking of all NFL, time? NFL, all NFL, time. all time. Who are you going? All time is Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice going. Jerry Rice. Yeah, okay, bang bang. Well, Jerry Rice did a top five list himself uh, of what he thinks are the top five mm-hmm. receivers. Starts off with himself. We'll go there. Good, Jerry. Good. I'm glad he knows. Glad he knows. Who do you think he has it too? Oh, a recent player. Pretty recent. Not playing anymore. Larry Fitzgerald. It's a good guess. No. Des Bryant. No. Do you want it? It is Jerry. (laughs) Calvin Johnson. Uh, Okay, okay, all right. right. That's fair. Uh, Three and four were both. This is probably going to give away both. uh, Well, both played for the Minnesota Vikings. Randy Moss. Moss. Yep. Um, Chris Carter. Chris Carter. He went Chris Carter three. Randy Moss four, and then his final fifth one. Who do you think he has? Current player Tyree mm. Kill. No, no current player. No, no current, current player. player. Yes. Mm. Uh, multiple teams. Multiple teams. Big name teams. Big. Tim Brown. Tim Brown. No. Michael Irvin. Only one team. Um. um, 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 um Two of, like the biggest names. Two of the biggest names. I think. Two of the biggest names. For wide receivers oh, or for... Wait, for just like in general, like teams. I'm mean, two of the biggest brands. He didn't go like uh, Terrell Owens, He went he? T.O. No. He did, yeah. Oh. He went T.O. at five. So that was his top five. He went himself, Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and T.O. Pretty crazy list. That's a very, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. very biased about Calvin Johnson. I'm the guy sure, yelling yeah, at the yeah, sky, yeah, like yeah. I said with Stafford, where it's like, you got to see him. He was getting doubled by the Saints, you know? But like he... I, Gives him a little credit there, but uh, yeah, kind of wild list. And Chris Carter at three. That I know he was People a beast. Forget about Chris Carter. Exactly, I will yeah, say that. Was a he was good on the Eagles even before he went to the Vikings. Minnesota, right? And then that one-two punch of having Carter at the end, and then Cole Pepper slinging the ball, and mm-hmm. yep. Randy Moss. Incredible teams. Glad they never won a Super Bowl though. So yeah, still have yet to do. Still that. have yet to to don that ring. The people, purple eaters, have not. No, uh, but yeah, that's my. Do, do you guys care about that list? I mean, I care. The reason why I care is because it is Jerry Rice saying it. I think that yes, is one that of the most valid people probably, saying it. Yeah, if the if the greatest receiver is going to give you a list of receivers, I'll take that. And I'm glad he didn't do like like you said. He didn't just like throw himself out. Like, oh, I'm not going to include myself no, in this list. I would have loved Jerry, Jerry to put himself number two with a little wink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure. Sure. Like, and number two, I'll put myself. Uh, <laughs> would you put at this point? I didn't get to watch enough TO in my life to honestly say that. But would you put someone like a Tyree Kill or someone modern? Um, you know, I, I know people really like Devontae Adams or, or pick your poison. Would you take them over a, a, Ter- a Terrell Owens? Yes. Mm. The, yeah. Because the way Tyree yeah. Kill breaks the game sure. is unreal. Not only can he beat you so far downfield, he can catch the ball at midfield, short field, and take it all the way to the other end. Yeah. And no effort. Yeah. The amount of people we see make a miss, and it's not only as like, oh, maybe Patrick Mahomes is making him look great. Now he's look. He, I mean, he's crushing it with Tua right now, and I mean, he's been doing it for a while. I've, we've never seen speed like Tyree Kill in the NFL. No. It's so fast. We it, haven't. I mean, I could see, see, I can even see more recent players instead of Terrell Owens, you know, Marvin Harrison. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. I think there's Harrison's others that are in there, there that I would like put mention. Larry Fitz Larry is one Fitz. of those yeah, that doesn't yeah. get his shine because he, the way he changed his game throughout his career, where he became that possession receiver that everyone kind of knows. But Larry Fitzgerald was a big play guy for the early part of his career, yeah. he, and he was stuck with some of the most abysmal quarterbacks. Really yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, his best one was comeback Kurt Warner. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Arena football, Kurt, uh, Kurt Warner, but they went to the yeah. Super Bowl there, and and uh-huh. then you know the Steelers took care of business. Yeah, it turns out James Harrison was a pretty good wide receiver. That was one of the most like iconic plays to me growing up. That was you know 
early memories of football. It's kind of dating me as my, my age, but that was like just remember him taking that to the house, hitting the oxygen tank after. Uh, yeah. He's going a hundred plus yards was wild. But yeah, that's my do you care? What, what do you got, Johnny? I just said the do you care because this one came out yesterday and it was Shaquille O'Neal talking about okay. his greatest of all time. Mm, yeah, and he put Steph Curry on that list. Okay. Viable? Are we? Are we? Do we well, care about who that? else was on the list? Is well, I mean, my I think we're going between Jordan and LeBron as the, as the best, the goat, the goat. Okay, yes. And he's yeah. saying now that maybe Steph Curry should be considered the best. Uh I think that's pushing it. Uh, I, I think Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time, and that's undebatable. Yes. Yeah, but um, the other thing that Steph has on his mantle that no other player will have will ever have is he's the first unanimous MVP selection in league history, and true. he did it in back to back, like he was MVP yeah, he in back to back seasons. Yeah, he's at what now? Four, five titles, two, four, I believe. He's at four. fourth, yeah. He's at four. I mean, and the way he plays, he could keep doing this for a while. I do think that there's a chance he could go down as the most points all time. You're looking at the way he reigns threes. True. Yeah. And so I, I do believe that Steph deserves to be in that conversation. I definitely think it gets interesting because I always missed out on the Isaiah Thomas era, and everyone talks about mm. how Isaiah doesn't get enough credit for being the greatest point guard. But, I mean, the way you see Steph, he, he facilitates, and the way he can score, I definitely think he deserves to be one of the greatest players. Okay. Because we talk best of all time. I mean, obviously, I think he's probably in the top ten. But when you talk about a Jordan or LeBron, I don't know if he's quite there yet. I, you no, know, no, he's not. I mean, <laughs> the thing about him is, with Steph, is like he had cha- he has changed the game more than I would say even, you can even debate even both those uh, players, Michael Jordan and uh, LeBron, LeBron James, just because of what he's done with the three pointer, right? Like that, that has become you got big men, you got five, you got AD out there popping threes, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Like, because that is the clip, the amount of points you have to get now because of a guy who's just banging out threes like that, that he's changed. But I, you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, LeBron James is LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Look what LeBron's still doing, crazy to this day. And Michael Jordan, okay, I, I, like I said, I, I didn't get to see him play personally. But it's still my goat, just to see. Yeah. Not more than just the documentary. But Never lost the finals. No, I Never had a lost chance, the finals. Exactly. I grew up just outside of Chicago. I got a chance to see him like three or four times live. That's awesome. And, of course, watched a lot of the games when they were on their runs. But, uh, yeah, to me, he's going to always be the goat. But that's just because I had more personal experience with mm-hmm. that. But Yeah, of course. I just think, yeah, I think they're great. And I think there's so many players that still are coming up. But you still, it just the, they're... Generational talent. Yeah. Now that's a true generational talent. And a guy that got very lucky because his career could have ended so early on with the ankle issues they used to have. Well, think about it. I mean, with Jordan, he decided to just stop playing and go play baseball. Yeah, he decided. Yeah, Yeah, I know. (laughs) Again, not a one step ahead. Saying, "Hey, it's one step ahead before you get caught." That that's that was maybe a little bit because yeah, they were kind of catching up on some of his demons. So he kind of exiled himself to go be a baron and swing a bat. Uh But, um, yes, I, I mean, it's interesting, too, that that doesn't really get talked about much. We, we mm. talk about the GOAT. It, that doesn't, the, the, the demons he had, didn't, uh. they don't come up much. Uh-uh. I mean, he still gambles, but uh, it's mainly on a golf course and uh, thinking he could turn the Charlotte Hornets around. But, uh, I mean, I, I would say it's hard to keep Steph even off of your all-time starting five now. He's definitely gained a lot oh, of yeah. room on Magic. Magic's the ultimate facilitator of all time. The way the guy could get anybody the ball and the way he would do is incredible. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see Steph get maybe, I don't know how many Olympic gold medals he has. I don't think he's on any of those teams, really. Mm, was he on the one that I think they were on the team they did not win. Or did not win. Well, I'll, I'll check it out, but I, I think that was the case with him. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think Steph, you could debate probably even top five at this point. I, mm-hmm. I really believe that just because of what he's done and how much he's won four titles. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not putting him in that LeBron. Um, and what know. a teammate, too, because I don't think other than the most recent final, Steph has any finals MVP. One went to Andre Iguodala and the other two went to Kevin Durant and then this most mm. recent one. So he's a guy that will let other people cook. I mean... You got to give him credit for being able yeah. to put up with Draymond Green all oh, these wow. years yeah. and what he's done for I mean, that guy's career. Draymond Green, what a mess. See you in three weeks, what you, Draymond. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, exactly. What do you guys think of that, what he's doing? Like, it, 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 the choking out of Rudy Gobert. Uh, Nurkic is who he smoked this week. I saw someone uh, was, I forgot who it was exactly. It was a former NBA player. But he was saying, see, he's being smart here, quote-unquote. This is what the, the player said. I think it was, it was Udonis Haslam, actually, UD. 
He was saying, yeah, like he's doing it to guys that won't fight back the right people that, uh, to do it to. Sure, but still, yeah. like, what's the point? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Something's wrong. Like, it just seems no. something is like wrong with his head. No, I don't know. Because we think about like the old bad boy Pistons. Billy and Beer is throwing clotheslines on people going oh, up. Yeah. Haymakers. Oh, yeah. Haymakers. There's old videos of like people holding Larry Bird's arms behind his back while like the Sixers tee off on him and stuff. I was just like, well, there's more eyes on the game now. So <laughs> he's playing an old form of basketball. He is. He's playing an old form of basketball, and I'm all set on watching that old form of basketball with him specifically. Uh, when we get back, we're going to look at some of these NFL awards. Talk about who we believe's MVP. They have uh, ESPN put, came out with an article, the Skill Awards, quote unquote. So we'll see that, and then we'll touch on the Austin FC schedule release. A little bit of Cowboys and Fins mm-hmm. Thursday night preview. We got yeah. all that coming up. Yeah, got we a got caller on the line. On the line. Caller on the line. The number is 512-834-1027. Make sure you call. We are taking all calls and texts today. Coming back. Three guys on sports coming up to the second hour after this uh, on this Thursday. The number is 512-834-1027. going to get to the text here, but we got someone on the line. Caller, you are live with us. Caller, who is this? don't even know who I am. Of course. What is this? Man? <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know who's screening Northside, Dave. Talk to me. What's going on, Northside? Gosh. You know, you, I feel for Oklahoma. I really mm-hmm. do. I think Lincoln Riley really put them in a pickle. You know, Brett Venables has to come in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to piece something together, loses the offensive line. It's, it's sad because I was really hoping that, you know, Nick, we go to the SEC, that both schools, and maybe Oklahoma pull up, who knows. But I get, we got to feel good about going to the SEC in terms of what Texas has. Absolutely. I mean, if Quinn Years comes back, we got a starting quarterback, well, we lose one guy off the offensive line, and then we're up there with Georgia and Alabama with recruiting. Dudes, we are set time for a good first year mm-hmm. going to the SEC and it's great that we won the Big 12. It'd be so fantastic if Texas goes into and go to the SEC and we win the SEC champion. Well, we already did this year because we beat out. Yeah, exactly. But you beat the SEC champion, that. right. Yeah. Pretty sure so though. I, I just think I'm excited for next year. I really am. As you should be, Northside. Hook them hard. Hook them. I've spoken. Yes, you have. Thank you, Northside Day. Appreciate you always calling in. Yeah, it was just to touch on it again, uh, Texas Longhorns ranked fifth in the composite overall in 24-7 with four five-stars. That's the second most with Georgia. Only other team that has more is the Ohio State University. And like like Northside said, they have built the culture. Build it, and they will come, and they are starting to do that as uh, the Longhorns head to the SEC, and you're still competing for a national title. Yeah, absolutely. Still I think competing is, for a national I'm, title. I'm, like he said, I'm excited. I think everybody's excited. Yeah, as they should be. This is. I don't know if it really can get much better than this for the Longhorns preparing for uh, the SEC. And like, and like you mentioned, I mean, I, I given crap to Oklahoma, they still rank. You know, they still got four, one five star and eighteen four stars and nine three. Stars, and they're still in the People top. People still want to go there. People are still yeah, going there, right? right? I mean, Brent Venables has proven like. Their schedule was cupcake this year. The one really tough opponent they had was Texas, and they beat them. So mm. uh, they lost a couple, you know, bad games. It was at UCF. They got smoked by, I believe, and then obviously um, Bedlam. Bedlam. Right. And Oklahoma State's going to want to send you out on a loss on that one, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, did y'all see the shade that uh, Kirk Ferentz, I believe it is, the coach of Iowa, was throwing at Lincoln Riley? Oh, no. Like, what was he saying? Like, the mess- What's he doing? Yeah, What's he got? He, uh, he was talking about... Uh, that people call Iowa the way they play football very boring and the way that they kind of... The, yeah, the truth. The truth. The truth, yeah. the truth. But he goes, there's a school on the West Coast right now that's going to recommit to defense. They gave up 42 to Tulane last year in a bowl game at a place where Lott, Ronnie Lott played. So now, yeah, they're going to think about defense, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... That's a school that's coming into his conference, too. So I mean, This is how bad Iowa is. I watched the Big Ten Championship Good game. God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sorry. They, and, and, no, yeah, and they do the fun. whole... When they do the whole pri- the preview package, and they, you know, Michigan, you've got McCarthy. and right. you, I mean, you've got right. everybody in part of that. It was the punter that they talked about for right. Iowa. It was not their it's quarterback. It was yeah, the weapon. weapon. Yeah, he was. Uh, Which yeah. I mean, good for him. Punters don't get a lot of that no. stuff. But still, when you're going into a championship game, and that's your highlight, a punter. <laughs> they punted the ball, I believe, the most probably in uh, at least the Power Five. It got it has to be the most punts out of a team. Uh, just because that offense was doing nothing. If you feel a little bit for Iowa because they had Cade McNamara and Eric All, who both came from Michigan, and they they were doing all right in the beginning, but then they end with season-ending injuries. Uh, injury, so um, they did not get the chance to really utilize uh, those guys. Who Cade McNamara was the one who took Michigan initially into the playoffs. They got smoked mm-hmm. by Georgia, but that was the beginning of that. Um, so yeah, we got a couple of texts coming in. Uh, Michael in North Austin. 
uh, Do You Care, this is back to our Do You Care All segment, right. uh, that SMU signed an O-lineman, right, for this one? King Large. That's a good name. That should that be in our name. Yeah, that sounds good like name. two offensive linemen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another texter says, Tyree Kill is uh, good at breaking his... Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm going to slow down. I didn't read it all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to stop right there, but yeah, okay. Uh, Father Dusk, shout out Father Dusk. Actually, yeah, we'll say Father Dusk. Don't want to... He's uh he's getting us some I told you guys he's getting us some grub so I appreciate Father he's uh, he's doing good things for us over thanks, here Pops. we appreciate you um, he said God Jesus <laughs> uh, we're gonna have him uh, Father Dusk on I'm sure before the Longhorns go again for one more prayer and then our guy Phil texts in uh, where where did my other unfair team USC finish in recruiting although they have lost a lot of recruits um, a lot of uh, guys that are on the team currently to the transfer portal they still ended up at 18th so they're still getting guys but um. Ah, I, there's questions there. I mean, mm. you better get stack get, up on defense. Yeah, you're getting ready to go into the Big Ten, so you better uh, get some things together. But I think, you know, 18th, it's top 20. I don't know what that's the best thing to say. It's you top would 20. expect more. Expect, it's out of Lincoln Riley in that program that's always so highly touted to be outside of the top 15, I think is a failure. Yeah. What about the Lincoln Riley's name being battled around now, different places to go? Start winning one place, bud. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't know why his name always pops up so uh. quickly, but. Now there's going to be some there's college that openings. There's going to be some NFL openings. And for some reason, his name always pops up. Does he want really to get out of there already? He's I mean, got a sweet deal where he's at. Mm-hmm. He's got the private jet at, at his disposal. He's got a mansion. Like I'd be sitting, I'd be chilling there in SoCal if I were him. I, I don't, I don't know where else you'd want to go. And you went six and six this year. Like th- there was talks about him going to the Cowboys at one point a couple of years ago, and that was obviously not the case. So. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Lincoln Riley, what are you going to do when getting into the Big Ten and you're losing your superstar quarterback, Caleb Williams? He can't get you out of those games anymore. Um. We'll move on to this list. I, I only have a decent amount of this list here. We got to get the the ESPN Plus going. Can we just talk about here. that real quick? Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that. Can the fact that here we are doing a sports show and we need to do sports prep every day, hell? and the company we work for wants to charge us nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month right. for us to get our That's, show prep. That is ridiculous. Yeah, we need to we need to talk to the big man. Upstairs about uh, yeah, Mr. That. ESPN himself, mm-hmm. yeah, the mothership. Mr. PN. <laughs> um, so they what this list is is skill awards through 2023. This is for the NFL. They kind of have these like kind of random titles, and I want to see if you guys can guess some of these uh, very specific Ooh. Um, Ooh, uh, titles. Okay. So like like for example, we have best run stopper. Okay, that makes sense. Fastest rusher. So that's referring to a running yeah. back. Uh, Top ball hawk. That one actually you guys probably yeah, get. Who's safety. The, Top ball hawk. Let's start there. Who has been the top ball hawk this year, you guys think, in the NFL? There is an answer that's... Give me your definition sense. of ball hawk. Ball hawk, I would just throw, throw around a lot. Picks. Yes, sir. Deron Bland. Deron Bland from the Cowboys, yeah. correct. He has six six pick sixes, correct? Uh-huh. Crazy. NFL yeah, record. It's an NFL yeah. record. Put some respect on his defensive player of the year odds. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Strongest arm. Who's got the strongest arm? Do we? Josh think? Allen. Look at you. Two for two. Wow. Uh-huh. Josh is cooking. Uh, the toughest QB. I love that. Who's the, the toughest, toughest QB? QB. <laughs> hmm, the toughest QB. It's gonna be someone that gets sacked all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. <sighs> wow. There's a couple places I could go with this. Um. It, did they give it to Tua? They did not give it to Tua. No. Did they give it to Bryce Young for getting sacked all the time? No. Bryce and the Young. horrible situation he has to put up with. No. Bryce Young. The toughest QB. Jalen Hurts. Nope. Well, I guess here, I've Johnny. Lost all my talent. So I go Justin Fields just to have fun. Nope, nope. Matthew Stafford. That's well, fair. Y'all yeah, is he's getting up. smoked. He's been yeah, getting he's smoked. He's taking some crazy hits. This he's season. been that for decades. The man, yeah. <laughs> I would say the man's really realistically been in the league for twenty plus years. Folded in half in that uh, Cowboys Rams game. Yeah. Just someone <laughs> unprotected up the middle just sawed right through him. Staff, that checks out. Staff's been getting smoked since his first days in Detroit. Have you guys seen that video? It was when he was mic'd up years ago. They're playing like the Browns. Uh-huh. Ah, he's just like yelling and screaming. He's just in pain, but they win the game. He's yeah, holding his he's hand. on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And, and the guys come over to cheer with him. He's like, just get Don't away. Go no, no, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm effed up, man. Uh, <laughs> Matt Stafford. Best hands. Who's got the best hands? Ooh, um, I saw Drake London only has one drop on the season. Um, How he is have seven catches on the yeah, season? Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> AJ, I'm say I'm say Brown. Say Say Brown. No, it's not AJ Brown. Oh, I should have gone with your Saint Brown. Saint, it was, oh, yeah, that was like Saint yeah. Brown. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I meant. That's, that's what I meant. I'm in Ross Saint Brown. That's what you meant, Johnny. There you go. Um, we're gonna move to fastest pass catcher. Oh, Tyree Ty- Kill. Thank you. Yeah. All right, bang, easy enough. 
most explosive offensive lineman. Just think of a big name offensive lineman. Jason Kelsey. Not Jason. Trent Williams. Mm. Uh, Trent Williams is correct. There you go. Yes, so you're right. back yes. on your stuff right now. Uh, the fastest rusher, and that's referring to running backs. Who's the fastest? Jameer Gibbs. Not Jameer. Raheem Mostert? Nope. Same team. Also a rookie. A chain? Yep. Guy hasn't David done anything in weeks. A chain. <laughs> but he's fast. Yeah, best yeah. motor, and I'll tell you where it is. He's on the defensive line. Who's got the best motor? Aaron Donald. That's a good guess. No. TJ Watt. TJ Watt did win best pass rush moves. So I, it's, <laughs> we have best rusher. Come on. Uh, this list is crazy. Bosa. No, you're getting closer, yeah. close. You guys have been close. There's just one guy. He has the best motor. It's on the defensive line. Yep. And got, he doesn't play in the Motor City. Does not play in the Motor City. Uh, Is it the other Bosa? Nope, not the other Bosa. Khalil Mack. Oh. He plays in the same division as Khalil Mack, if that gives away anything. Chris Jones? Not Chris Jones. Max Crosby? Max Crosby. There we go. Wow. Most competitive QB. That's, I don't know. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. Most competitive QB. We'll end with this one. Um, you guys want to stab at that? Most competitive. Most, competitive. Uh, Most complaining QB is Patrick Mahomes. It is the mo- this season. I'd give him that after that whole blunder with the Bills. Yeah, but most competitive QB. I don't, I don't know. Joe what. Burrow. Not Joe. Dak. Not Dak. He's Dak has won and lost to this man, though. Won and lost. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is it. Yeah, we'll end with that. Jalen Hurts uh, is Best the most squat compet- max for QB. <laughs> yeah, nice Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Fastest sitter downer. The, yeah. <laughs> the only one that I didn't touch, I guess I missed here, guys, is, and I guess we'll just kill it, best run stopper. So this is going to be a defensive interior guy. That's Donald. Not him. Oh. Ooh, see, that's him. Mm. <sighs> really the only other big name, I feel like, in that in space. That space. Oh, Miles Garrett? He's kind of an edge, isn't he? Yeah, that's you know. fair, but they put him everywhere. They do. Yeah, I can't think of that Quinn one. Quinn Williams. Quinn yeah. yeah. The New York Jets. That is your uh, Skill Awards 2023 ESPN we list. Fake ones we got to do that. I think we can <laughs> come up with that. I mean, we get a little awards. Yeah, well, well, let's let's maybe ponder on that and make it a little more, a little more funny because those are just crazy. I don't even. Know. <laughs> Toughest QB, Matt Stafford. There you go. Okay. Uh, most competitive. What gave Jalen Hurts the most competitive QB? What, what, what is that? How do you define that? Uh, the way he's emotionless on the sideline. Love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just so competitive, speaking in Instagram quotes. All right, when we get back, second hour of the show, uh, Sawyer's going to talk to us a little bit about the Austin FC schedule release, uh, talk about your local pro team here, see if they can have a better bounce-back season. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on the Finns taking on the Cowboys in South Beach, and then get a little puck out the way, and Thursday night preview, the Rams are hosting the Saints. Both 7-7, seven and seven, fight for a playoff spot in the NFC. We'll be back here. The number is 512-834-1027. Three guys in sports. <laughs>